The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey y'all, Eve's here. We're doubling up today with two events in history. On with the show. Hi again. Welcome to This Day in History class, where history waits for no one. The day was June 9th, 1843. Baroness Berta Felicia Zofie von Sutna was born Countess Kinski von Schenitz und Tetau in Prague, Bohemia. Sutner wrote many novels and was a leader in the Austrian peace movement, and her work earned her a Nobel Peace Prize, the first ever awarded to a woman. Berta's father, Count Franz Joseph Kinski, died just before she was born. He was a retired high-ranking officer in the army. Her mother was named Sophie Wilhelmina von Korner. She was about 50 years younger than her deceased husband, and she did not get married again after her husband died and used the family's inheritance to raise Berta and her brother. Berta was a member of the aristocracy, but she was also shunned by the high aristocracy because of her parents' mixed social statuses. In her younger years, she studied music and she read a bunch of books. Through her governesses, tutors, and travels throughout Europe, Berta became fluent in French and English, in addition to German. In 1873, she became a governess for the Baron von Sutner family in Lower Austria. While there, she fell in love with the youngest son of the family, Baron Artur Gundekar von Sutner. 
1876, Berta went to Paris to apply for a job as Alfred Nobel's secretary. Alfred Nobel was a Swedish chemist and engineer who invented dynamite and founded the Nobel Prizes. But she soon returned to Austria and eloped with Sutner, acquiring the title of Baroness. Though she left within weeks of arriving in Paris, Berta kindled a friendship with Nobel that lasted until his death in 1896. The suitors were not too happy with Artur and Berta's marriage, so the couple went off to the Caucasus to live for nine years. They earned a living there by teaching language and music, as well as writing. Berta wrote for literary papers using a pseudonym, and she wrote several books during this time, including Inventory of a Soul, in which she argued for peace through technological progress and advocated for disarmament. Never having lost her love for reading, she studied Charles Darwin, Herbert Spencer, Henry Thomas Buckle, and Immanuel Kant. In 1885, the couple went back to Austria, where they kept writing. But having already been close to the Russo-Turkish War of 1877 to 1878, she was familiar with how devastating war could be. Two years after they returned home, Berta began working with the International Arbitration and Peace Association. After learning about pacifism and employing peace arbitration rather than armed force, she began including her ideals of peace in her writing. Her book, The Machine Age, originally published in 1889 under the pseudonym Yemand, meaning someone, she wrote about how technological and economic progress would end war. Lay Down Your Arms, another book she published in 1889, was more successful than the first. Russian author Leo Tolstoy even compared it to Harriet Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom's Cabin, an anti-slavery novel that is known for inspiring abolitionism and its stereotypes of Black people. The book garnered her considerable attention in the peace movement. Berta started an Austrian branch of the international peace movement called the Austrian Peace Society in 1891. Around this time, she went to her first international peace congress, the Universal Peace Conference in Rome, and started a fund to establish the Bern Peace Bureau. She wanted to encourage a unified Europe and warn against the ills of nationalism. Berta also co-edited and published Die Waffenniede, a peace journal with Alfred Hermann Fried. Her husband co-founded an organization that fought against anti-Semitism in Austria. Berta continued on this same path for the rest of her life. She wrote articles denouncing war and warmongering. After her husband died in 1902, she carried on their work of social activism. In 1905, Berta became the first woman to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. She had played a part in convincing Alfred Nobel of the peace movement, and he wrote her a letter in 1893, three years before his death, saying he hoped to establish a peace prize. She lectured on the progress necessary to achieve peace, and she attended the first and second International Hague Peace Conference in 1899 and 1907. She also made a couple of trips to the United States. Her 1912 trip was a six-month lecture tour. Berta faced ridicule from people who supported war or anti-Semitism, and she was often perceived as naive for her goals of peace. But she was prominent among pacifist circles, which mainly consisted of men, and she became known as the Generalissimo of the peace movement. 
She died on June 21, 1914, of suspected cancer. Vienna's first hosting of the Universal Peace Congress to be held in September was canceled because of the July crisis, a conflict that began with the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand in Sarajevo. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at T-D-I-H-C podcast. And if you haven't already, you can listen to a new podcast that I host called Unpopular. Unpopular is a show about people in history who challenged the status quo and were sometimes persecuted for it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey y'all, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a podcast that proves history waits for no one. The day was June 9th, 1934. The cartoon character Donald Duck made his debut in the animated film The Wise Little Hen. It was Donald Duck's first appearance, but his name was mentioned in the 1931 book The Adventures of Mickey Mouse. Donald Duck has since appeared in many other films, television series, and comics. In The Adventures of Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck's name appeared alongside the names of Mickey Mouse's other friends, including Carolyn Cow, Patricia Pig, and Robert Rooster. On the cover of the book, Donald Duck appeared as a white duck with a green hat and pants. 
The Wise Little Hen, released on June 9, 1934, was one of Walt Disney's Silly Symphony cartoons. Silly Symphony was a series of animated short films that Walt Disney Productions released between 1929 and 1939. The Wise Little Hen was directed by Wilfred Jackson and based on the fairy tale The Little Red Hen. The film was animated by Art Babbitt, Clyde Geronimi, Dick Humor, and others. Clarence Nash was the voice of Donald Duck and Peter Pig. Nash went on to voice the duck in many other feature films and short films. In the seven minute long The Wise Little Hen, Donald Duck looks more like his modern character, wearing a blue sailor shirt and hat. In the short, a hen needs help planting corn and harvesting it. Donald Duck and his friend, Peter Pig, refuse to help her work, pretending they have a stomach ache. So the hen's chicks help her plant the corn. Once the corn is harvested, the hen cooks a table full of dishes with corn in them. Peter Pig and Donald Duck once again pretend to have stomach aches when they see the hen, but they soon realize that she is asking them to help her eat the corn. She hands them a bowl, but instead of being filled with food, it contains a bottle of castor oil for stomach aches. The hen and her chicks eat all of the food. Donald Duck's personality wasn't developed much in his debut, but it was later developed to make him more mischievous and temperamental. After The Wise Little Hen, Donald Duck appeared in Orphan's Benefit, an animated Disney short that was released in August of 1934. The short features Mickey Mouse and other characters, including Donald Duck, putting on a show for children. Donald recites Mary Had a Little Lamb and Little Boy Blue, but he loses his temper when the children blow their noses at him and is dragged off the stage. Orphan's Benefit marked Donald Duck's first time appearing alongside Mickey. It also set the stage for Donald's character traits, as Donald hopped on one foot and shook his fist at the audience when he got angry at their mockery. By the late 1930s, Donald Duck was starring in his own cartoons. In the early 1940s, Disney released a series of war propaganda films featuring Donald Duck as a U.S. Army member. In later years, Donald appeared in educational films and other Disney productions, and he gained recognition outside of the U.S. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can hit us up on social media. We're at T-D-I-H-C podcast. You can also send us an email at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks again for listening to the show and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.